0: This is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Wow, welcome to Top Quality Faith Ministries. Wow. Today's message, wow, well, is something that I think all of you guys can bear witness to because I think we've all been in that place to whereby um, we have been in a position to make disciples out of people and we try to get them to understand our view or our, our, the wisdom God has basically given unto us. So I'm going to start off by saying, hold on to your seats, okay? Because I think this is an interesting message, but it will also bless you, but help you in a way to whereby you will be more patient with those that you will encounter that tends to see things a little bit different from the way you see things. And I think we will all come into a place where we have common ground, Uh, I'm so grateful for the insight in which the Lord is bringing us into. And so I'll just start by sharing out because I'm sure all of you guys have experienced uh, some uh, point in time where you just, you know, went forward to share forth something great with somebody with the hope that they turn around and say, Oh, yes, I just love what you just shared. Uh, Crisis, all of this and that. And sometimes we run into individuals that we don't get that happy-go-lucky, you know, crisis, all this and that. And I think today, I think I'll kind of see things a little bit different. And I think my approach will be different moving forward because now I understand our Lord. I'll go into scripture uh, in just a moment, but I just want to set this message up so you guys can actually see it. So... Uh, Friday evening after Bible study, uh, one of my family members asked for me to come and just sit down and actually listen to what they were speaking. And so I came and I sat down, understanding, you know, uh, got up early that morning, so I'm a little bit tired. And so as I was sitting listening to the individual, the person was talking about God. And, and as the person was talking about God, you know, I was interested. And then all of a sudden, the person began to talk about other things such as aliens and dinosaurs and all of creation and how they see Christ put, uh, brought forth creation. And my view of that was a little bit different. And so as I began to listen to the person I then began to zone out. I just became disinterested in the individual because I didn't know where the conversation was going and it was edifying to me and so I started checking out of the conversation. And then a few minutes as I was checking out, I said, okay, Lord, I don't want to be rude. Why am I listening to this? And the Lord literally said, that, that person served him in his conversation. And I stopped for a moment and said, Lord, I don't know how could this be some form of service to you? I said, because this don't make no sense to me. And how does aliens and dinosaurs sort of please you in this midst of this conversation? He said, it wasn't what the person was saying, it was what the person was really acknowledging that their relationship was with him. So all that stuff that I was listening to wasn't important. It was every single moment that that person turned and said, well, Jesus did this, Jesus did that, Jesus did this. And throughout the full conversation, the person was saying, well, Jesus did this, Jesus did that. Oh, wow. Jesus did that. And I stopped, and I tried to stay engaged in the conversation, but it just became something that I just totally didn't agree with. And so my mind literally started drifting off to sleep. And the person who was talking to me turned around and said, Are you listening? And I had to shake and wake myself up and say, Yes, I'm listening. But I wasn't. But then as I was stopping for a little bit longer, Holy Spirit said, this one's mine. He says, and how he sees me, I'm okay. He said, it doesn't matter if he doesn't have the wisdom you have. He said, he acknowledged me as his Lord and his Savior. And then he went on to say to me, many are called, but few are chosen. And and, and then I stopped and I said, okay, many are called and few are chosen. And he said, Everyone is not going to have the knowledge that you have of me. Everyone is not going to be the Bible scholar that you are. He said, everyone is not going to have a deep and personal relationship such as you. He said, but your expectation concerning others are not my expectation concerning them. He said, I just want you to really understand the simplest thing here. He said, they say I'm their Lord. And he says, and they love me. He said, that's all that matters to me. He says, I'm not concerned with them understanding every single thing in this book. He said, you don't even understand it. He said, but when you're in front of someone that has the lesser knowledge, I'm asking that you be patient and that you trust me And that you love on them where they're at. And so let's go into the scripture. We're in Mark 12, 18. And you guys all know this story. But I never really looked at this story the way the Holy Spirit was showing it to me today.
1: Mark 12, 18. Some Sadducees, who say that there is no resurrection, came to him and began questioning him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us a law that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but leaves no child, his brother is to marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first one took a wife and died, leaving no children. The second brother married her and died, leaving no children. And the third likewise. And so all seven married her and died and left no children. Last of all, the woman died also. In the resurrection, whose wife will she be? For all seven brothers were married to her. Jesus said to them, is this not why you are wrong? Because you have neither—you know neither the scriptures that teach the resurrection nor the power of God who
0: is able to raise the dead. He literally had me focus. You know, neither the scripture or the power of God that is able to raise the dead. I think many times when we go out to make disciples of man, we're trying to make disciples based on what God has deposited on the inside of us. And 90% of the stuff that we knew it took some time we didn't basically come to the knowledge of Christ that we're walking in today overnight it took some time and that's what he was literally saying to me that it took some time and so as you meet people along your path understand it's going to take some time and then He began to talk to me about not only taking some time, he said, what was the most important thing that you learned of me when you were seeking me? I said, well, that you loved me and that I was forgiven. He said, that's the most important thing that all of the people you encounter, you're to speak. That's the place where you have common ground all the other stuff that you're trying to create that common ground in, I do that work. Not you. He says, as I begin to raise them up in understanding of who I am, he says, then you're able to give them greater insight into some of the things that they're lacking wisdom in. But the way you come forth is you want them to look like you. And then as I begin to look at that, he literally took me to Judges, 7-5. And this is where Gideon is going forth in battle. And as Gideon is going forward in battle, he has to pick people to go forward with him. And God did not pick the people that was like him He picked individuals that wasn't even like him. And so the Lord is trying to get us to understand that we've got to stop trying to make people like us, but make people like him and get them to see him. And our common ground is where they speak of the love of Christ. As I was listening to my family members share his love for Christ, and it didn't look like my love, I was trying to impart in him the things that I knew. And he was rejecting the things in which I knew, even though I knew they were scripture. He was like, oh, that don't matter, but let me tell you about this. That don't matter, but let me tell you about this. And the things he was saying to me was simple as this. I know my life has not been what you expect, but I know where God has shown up and saved me. He began to talk about some of the things that he encountered and he knew he should have died. But he said, there was a God that was there speaking and changing me. And that's important to me. You got all this other stuff that you know, but this is what I know and this is what works for me. The stuff that works for you is what God gave you. Hopefully you guys are getting what he's trying to say. Yes, And in that place, we got to be sensitive to other people's plights. And understanding that we, we're saying the same thing, but we're just saying it in a different way. And we have to be in that position to be more willing to truly allow God to nourish them like he's nourishing us. Let's look at you. Judges, excuse me, 7-5. Judges
1: 7-5. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, you shall separate everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, as well as everyone who kneels down to drink.
0: And, and, and as I began to look at that particular scripture, I said, now, if I see somebody licking the water, when I would take my hands and scoop up the water to drink the water, which would be better for me, I'm not going to be down, you know, licking up water. To me, that's crazy. I think you're supposed to scoop up water. And, and the Lord began to show me in that particular instance, their ability to see things from a different viewpoint was their ability to be able to execute on the things in which he called for. All of us that scoops, you know, we we did it, uh, we had a different form of insight. And so, as I was looking at what God was saying to me, I'll say how he said it to me. He said, you must understand that man's never going to look exactly like you. He said, nor have the wisdom in which I've given to you. He said, nor do the things in which I've called you to do. He said, but what I do ask of you, be patient. He said, love them. He said, because of the love I've shown you it will cause them to want the things that I have desired for them to walk in as well. He says, again, it's not about your wisdom. He said, it's what I want to do with them. Yes. He literally said to me, take a step back. He said, learn how to befriend people and walk alongside of them. He said, even if your views are not the same, he said, if you come alongside of them and just love on them as I've loved on you, He said, they will master the things that I have desired for them to walk in. Yes. He says, I want you to get out of that place where you come with all guns ready to fire upon them. And be in that place where you're submissive to them. Understanding and walking alongside of them. He said, even to the point that you're able to carry their burden. And in the conversation I was having with my family member, I I, I kind of knew that person's burden, but that person began to express all of their burdens. And as I was sitting listening to the individual, I was looking at all of the stuff that this person was going through. And in my mind, like, well, were we in the same house? You know, did we, you know, have the same parents? And his view of growing up was completely different from my view of growing up. And and I recognized that I was shield, shielded and protected in many ways. And this was things that this individual had to go through and there was no ever, ever anyone that was there to listen, to hear, and to offer some form of help. This individual's been crying out for years. And as this person's been crying out, the things that the person's been saying has been dismissed.
1: Yes.
0: And because it wasn't important to any of us. And so, as God was saying to me, he said, he says, I know what this individual was saying to you. It's chaotic to you. He said, but I still desire that you come close and you listen. And that you be patient and you listen with the intent. Of allowing me to come in and share what I want to share Amen. not what you think you should be sharing with them yeah. but what I want to share and he says and even if I never say anything I still want you to be an active listener I want you to be able to be engaged in the conversation that if the person stop and ask what did I say You're able to repeat back because you're listening. And then I said, but Lord, I am so afraid that some of the stuff that this person or people share with me will compromise the Christ in me. You know, because sometimes that stuff comes in and it makes you start, what they said, is it true? Is it right what they're saying? You know, you begin to second guess the Christ on the inside of you. And he said, I will make absolutely sure that I secure you in all things that I have taught you. I don't want you to be in that position where you're afraid to take in something I want you to take it in and understand how they came to the place in which they're in. Then you're able to be in that place to truly minister to them how I would speak to them. But I cannot teach them because you want them to come looking like you. He said, let's go back. And he says, let's look at the men. He says, I chose the men because they were different. And they didn't operate the same. I chose you because you're different. And you don't operate the same. But I need to elevate you in the way that you see men so that you can begin to speak to them, not in a hostile way trying to convince them about the things that you know of me. Trust me to raise them up in my timing. And then he went on to say to me, I need you to be patient. He said, even if it sounds crazy, he said, still listen. Amen. Even if it doesn't make sense to you. Acknowledge that you're listening. Mm -hmm. And then I said, but Lord, I'm still concerned (laughs) uh, at the thought that sometimes I'm listening. You know, I I, I sometimes hear people say, oh, that higher power and this and that. And I'm like, "I, I I I don't operate from that higher power. He said, you do. My name is Jesus, and he says, and they will one day see that the higher power is me. He says, they can't see if immediately when they say higher power, you turn off. He said, and then you automatically t- stand with your guns loaded ready to attack them because they're lacking wisdom. And then, for some reason or another, he stopped me and he said, I want you to look at Judas. And then I said, Judas? He said he got a bum rap, didn't he? And I said, why would you say that? And He said, because everyone knows Judas from the negative. He said, but I knew him completely different. And one thing I loved about him, I could use him. Did you guys get that? I could use him. He said, but my challenge is with you. You only want me to use you when it coming to save those who are like you. Mm -hmm. He said, go back to Judges. You would not have been willing to go to battle with those who were out there licking the water. You would have turned around and sought to provide instruction. Take your hands and scoop it up. He said, you would say, no, 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 that's not the way to do it. Get your hands together. Let's scoop it up. He said, you would have been there giving instructions to all the lickers Mm -hmm. when I needed them to lick. (laughs) <laughs> he says which would make you disqualified. Mm-hmm. And he says and you've been disqualifying yourself because you've been trying to get them to do it your way. Mm-hmm. To understand it from your point of view. To walk alongside you as if you just woke up with the wisdom you have today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, (laughs) ta-da! He said, but even the wisdom you have today, you didn't readily accept it. He said, some of the wisdom, I had to fight you to even take a look at it. He said, I had to force feed you in some situations. And he said that even in that, you're still spitting out things that you don't necessarily agree with. He said, but I haven't discredited you. I still call you mine. And he says, and they are mine too. And they're never going to look like you nor say the things that you say, but they will honor me and, and tell others about me because of what I've done for them. I said, wow. 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 On Friday night, I told the Lord that my resources doesn't go to addicts. And he said, mine does. Mm. Praise (laughs)
1: the Lord.
0: And he says, I'm able to bless them and change and they serve me more. Mm. Because my resources go to them. So and I, I, I was without words. I said, you've got to grow me. You've got to help me to understand yeah. because in my mind, I look at it as I'm in enabler. neighbor. He said, but if you're helping according to what I've called
1: yes.
0: and what I'm asking you to do, then you're enabling me. Amen. And I want you to be an enabler for me. Amen. Wow. So Matthew 28, 19 through 20, as I was walking outside getting the rest of this message, he told me to go and look at the scripture. Let's go back and look, and then we're going to go back to Mark 27. And, I mean, Mark uh, 12 and just read over one additional thing that God was basically saying
1: Matthew 28 19 uh-huh. it says go therefore and make disciples of all the nations help the people to learn of me believe in me and obey my words
0: and that's where he said you heard that scripture go into all the world and make disciples of every, uh, everyone he said help the people to learn he didn't say, Force the people <laughs> to take on what you've learned. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, Push them into the place that I require them to walk. He said, Help them. And how do we help them? By understanding. We got to come alongside of them, right? Okay? We don't say, Do this, do that, because most people don't want somebody that's forcing them to do their way. Okay, they already have a plan to do something, and they've already mapped it out. And you say, oh, my God, Lord, you want me to come alongside of them? And then when you get alongside of them, what do you do? You change their plans. And that's what we've been doing. We come alongside of others, and we just literally say, okay, you don't know what you're doing. Let's just go ahead and do it this way because this is the way you're supposed to do it. And God is literally saying the way they're doing it works. Yes. I think the way Apostle can say, if, they, if work, word only works, if you work the word, well, they're working the word their way. And it's working for them. And they're in the house of God, and they're desiring more of him. And we're in that position saying, no, you didn't work it this way. Let's undo what you've done, and let's do it the way we do it. And, and the way we do it is the right way. And the Lord is literally saying. He says, I taught you one way, but I created creativity in you that you're able to teach others in many ways. Yes. He said, rely not upon your wisdom, but he said, use the giftings in which I've given you. And then he just shows me like a storehouse full of gifting. So you you got all the tools that are necessary to do the job. He said, but you keep running to this one thing. And you think this one thing is what you need for everything. I remember when I first started doing gardening, you know, I thought all you need is a break and a shovel. You know, I never knew that there was a hula-hole that, that was there, and I didn't even know how to use it when I did see it. I, I started using it the opposite way, and I started banging the dirt. And then when I turned it over and used it the correct way, I was like, oh my God, this stuff comes up easy. I used to take a shovel and try to stick it in there, turn up the ground so that the weeds can come out. But God shows us that there's a lot of different ways of doing things, but we have to use the tools that are on the inside of us, which is the gifting that he has gifted us with, in order to help the people that are sent to us. Now, uh, I love how David said, Oh, Holy Spirit. Sometimes it may not need to be, the person needs to be Holy Spirit. They just need to be loved. And you Mm -hmm. need to, just come alongside of them and and, and enjoy what they're saying. And, and however they choose to serve God, it's okay. And if you hear the name Jesus, you should be like, okay, I'm okay with you. Amen. And even if you don't hear Jesus, Oof. but you hear them talking about the love that is being shown to them, God will make it real to them. Yeah. Just be patient with them. Oh. so if we can go back to Mark 12 and I believe it's Mark twelve twenty seven. 27 oh, I'm looking at the wrong Well, he said you know not the things that was the last part of the scripture you read I'm sorry um, okay. uh, you want me to pick up where I we're a little bit above that, yes.
1: Because he was, Jesus. Jesus said to them in verse 24, Is this not why you are wrong? Because you know neither the scriptures that teach the resurrection nor the power of God who was able to raise the dead.
0: And this is what he keeps telling me we keep missing the power of God. Mm-hmm. And it just kept saying, My power is able to bring them in agreement. He said, and my power is able to cause them to understand the things that they are destined to walk in. He said, that same power brought you to where you're at today. He said, and don't discredit the power of God that resides on the inside of them in you. And then he said, hear me. He said, is able to resurrect. This power caused Lazarus to come out of the grave. The same power caused the little girl who was sick to rise up out of her sleep. This power healed many. And and think about what this power has done on the inside of you. Open doors. Do you guys get it? Changed many aspects of your life. Wow. Met a lot of the desires that, uh, uh, that you had in your heart. So the power of God is flowing continually through us. And and we need to allow that power to flow through them. And and, and be more of that friend. Or better yet, as scripture talks about, being that servant. And that means tending to that other individual's needs. Rather than trying to get them to come into the place that you're walking. That's not what he's asking of us. The scripture talks about going and making disciples of every man. And it says baptizing them in the name of Jesus. But when I began to look at that scripture, he said, what's the most important thing that you know about me? That as you were growing in relationship with me, was so important to you? I said, I was forgiven and that you loved me and that you called me daughter. You know, I mean, that was so amazing to me that you would literally say, hey, daughter. And I was like, daughter? Or love. I remember one day I first heard my Lord say, my love. I'm like, love? He said, these are the things you talk about. He said, Don't debate scripture. And he says, And don't tell them they're off. He said, I'll tell them, just like I've told you.
1: Amen.
0: Get that, you guys? Well, don't have a lot more on this scripture, but I think it's enough for all of us to stop for a moment and truly see. So let me dive in one more time and say, okay, Lord, did I convey this message the way you want it? Is there anything else you want me to say to them? He said, tell them I love them. And he says, and this message is preparing you for those who are coming. He said, they're not going to look like you." He said, but know that I chose you because of what I know that I put on the inside. Use your gifts to help them. Use the wisdom I have given you to help them. He said, but no longer should you force feed them. He said, no longer should you be afraid of what they're saying. He said, for I've given you discernment and as you discern, I'm allowing you to understand that there's a difference in what they're saying. But be patient with me, and watch what I do with them. He said, "Hear what I'm saying to you." He said, "Trust me." And he said, "Come alongside of him." He then goes back to tell me again, Judas. He said, was someone I picked. And he says, and I never scold him Mm -hmm. for the things he did wrong. Mm -hmm. He said, nor did I call him out Mm -hmm. in any way that he would run from me. He said, even to this day, his name is still spoken in the scriptures because he had so much to do with why you're here today. He said, he's seen things differently. And by him seeing things differently, he wanted to put it into the things that was going on. And he did bring it in. But today, there's a new beginning. And it starts with me. Hear what I'm saying. So the things that you look at are negative. Know it serves me as well. Yes. Did you guys get that? Mm -hmm. Know it serves him as well. Yes. So when he looked at the things that we look at, the things that transpired with Judas, (laughs) think about it. That took us to the cross. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Don't you guys get it? (laughs) And that brought us into all this crazy stuff. And today. Our Lord and Savior resides on the inside of us. He's alive and living. And I'm grateful for all the things that transpired leading up to that time. And so we don't know what individuals do to help push this kingdom forward. But whatever it is, we need to be open and more open to the things in which they're saying and not look at them because they have a struggle and discredit them because of their struggle. As I was listening to my family member and was talking about all the times that God saved them, all the time, and I mean a whole bunch of times that God saved them. And I was sitting back like, whoa. But it shows me how faithful God is. And how loving God is. And so, I thank God for this message. To close it out, Paul, you want me to close it out, Lord? He says, simply say this. We are not the same. But we all love Christ Jesus. He says today. If you heard this message. He said be open to my people. He said allow them to come in. And sup with me. He said, allow them to share the things that's readily upon their heart. And he says, and allow me to interject as needed, trusting that I'm able to keep you in all ways. In Jesus' name, I pray today that he ever so keeps you as you encounter others that are being brought into the fold. I pray even now for the wisdom to be able to stand alongside of them and to be patient as God begins to elevate them in Him. There's a new believer listening today. We will never try to make you like us. But the only thing we would say is, all we want to do is to share the love that God has shared shared with us. Can we do that for you? And if we can, we invite you today to accept him as your Lord and personal Savior by simply saying, Lord be my guide my God be my savior teach me how to walk in your ways and help me also to be patient with those who do have your wisdom yes. and I'm going to trust you from this day forward to raise me up in the way that you seem fit. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. I would always say to top quality faith members, you know, um, if you ever need a prayer, we're always here. You're welcome to call in. We're here to pray with you or for you. And we're going to trust God for whatever he has. So if you're in need of prayer, don't hesitate to give us a call. We're sitting here waiting. Stay blessed. And I ask today that you be a blessing to those around you, friends and family. In Christ Jesus' name, be blessed. See you soon. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.